Welcome to an Impact Ministries production brought to you by Impact Ministries World Changers, changing the way the world sees God. Learn how you can become a world changer today by visiting www.impactministries.com. Now, here's your host, founder of Impact Ministries and developer of Heart Physics, the self development programs that have changed thousands of lives around the world, Dr. Jim Richards. Hey, I'm Jim Richards. I want to welcome you to what I think is just going to be a powerfully incredible and life influenced messages for you. You know, every year at Christmas, I love to share things that are relevant because so many times we have biblical stories, particularly about Christmas or that are relevant at Christmas, where when you listen to them because they have been, they have been watered down by religion for centuries. So it gets to the point where we read the Christmas story or the story of creation or, you know, or, or the resurrection of Jesus even, and we get to the point where, you know, ah, I don't know if that could have really happened that way. Well, today we're gonna to be talking about the Star of Bethlehem and we're gonna be about why this is such an incredibly important and incredibly powerful uh, message that I think is going to influence your life in ways that's going to bolster your confidence in God. Now, you know, the modern church, 21st century church, just really doesn't trust God because really people don't know much about God and they don't know, they don't understand God. And, you know, religion would just say, well, God is past being able to understand. Well, no, he's not. God makes it very easy for us to understand him as far as understanding how he relates to us, understanding what he provides for us, understanding everything that has to do uh, with relating to this covenant that we have through the Lord Jesus Christ. But there's a reason that we tend to get confused and not understand God. You know, one of the earliest things that I learned theologically was that you always interpret the Bible with the Bible. And so since the Word of God in the Greek is called the Logos, and one of the concepts of the Logos is that every word is connected and has its ultimate expression through every other word. And so there can never be anything anywhere in the Word of God that, uh, that we can look and actually find contradictions. Where we get contradictions is where we do one of any number of things. One is we will read a scripture and we will try to interpret that scripture apart from other scripture. We'll try to we'll try to understand something that that is really kind of beyond understanding unless we look at it from all the other scriptures that talk about that particular event. You know, basically what we try to do is we try to reduce God down to our finite understanding. And our understanding is very, very limited. You know, uh, one of the great things I discovered very early in my walk with God, and I see it more and more every year that, that I live, and that is true science and the Bible have never actually been in conflict. Now, there's a lot of science that is not true. And there's a lot of what people teach about the Bible that is not true. Not because the Bible's not true, but because their interpretation, uh, how they represent it. And the, the story of the star of Bethlehem that guided the wise men to Bethlehem, where they brought gifts. And these were very important gifts because without these gifts, uh, Jesus and his family would not have been able to sustain themselves when they had to flee uh, from Israel to escape the, the persecution of Herod where he was killing all of the babies. Now, keep in mind, and, and you're going you're gonna to discover this, 
we we have these we have these mystical concepts. Uh, you, know, you know, people ask this question, why didn't God just come out and tell us everything plain and simple? Well, let me tell you something. Not only is there a devil out there in the, out there in the world, but uh, there are people who have aligned themselves with Lucifer. They have aligned themselves with wickedness. And so if God plainly laid everything out uh and just where it could be comprehended simply by the intellectual mind, then the real truth is this would be the basis from which Luciferian strategies would be created. And it's kind of interesting. When you read the Bible, you start seeing that every time God brought forth a prophecy about the coming Messiah, you know, it would narrow it down. You know, first it was going to be, first first prophecy in the book of Genesis was basically it was going to be a, you know, a human child, a child of a virgin. And so, so now there's an attack on, there became an attack on men. And, uh, and so, and so, you know, later on, we understood it's going to come from, you know, what tribe he was going to come from. So then there became an attack on that particular tribe. Every time there was a prophetic revelation about the Messiah coming, there would be an attack. And that attack was just made by wicked men who were immoral and ungodly. It wasn't like Satan floated down out of heaven and has some great power to attack. It's just that if you align yourself with God, then you walk with God. If you align yourself with Lucifer, you walk with Lucifer. Now, early on in, in, in really in creation, God talks to us about the stars and the, the constellations. As a matter of fact, in Genesis 1.14, God says, Let there be lights in the firmament and in the heavens to divide the day from the night. Let them be for signs and seasons and for days and years. Now, I'm not going to break down all this, but you notice there's categories here. Uh, day and night, physical day and night, but stars for signs. Now, that's, that starts getting interesting. And then seasons, well, we understand that part of it. Signs, maybe not so much. And days and years. And so uh, there are things that we understand about the calendar and counting time and all that kind of stuff. But there are other factors here about the stars and what they actually reveal to us, the stars and, uh, and the constellations. Now, Psalm 19.1 says the heavens declare the glory of God and the firmament shows his handiwork. Now, what I find to be very interesting in this, we have this tendency to just look up at the heavens and say, man, this is so magnificent. This reveals to me the greatness of God, just, just the fact that he created these things. Well, that's true, but that's not, that's not the that's not really a fulfillment of these things declaring the glory of God. That's a showing or revealing of the glory of God. But the word declare represents the idea that there is a message in the stars. And so, and so this all fits into the, the story of what happened with a wise man following quote, quote, following a star to Bethlehem and finding the Messiah. Man, I remember when I was studying theology in my undergraduate work, I can remember us discussing this in class. How could this be? How could they follow a star? I mean, how, how could you, how could you, how could a star get low enough? And we had all kinds of theological discussions about trying to figure it out. Well, uh, fortunately, uh, 
we can know, and really we could have known all the time, it's just the people that I was studying with had never, had never discovered some of this in information. Now, the stars have always been grouped in constellations. Now, eventually, we now refer to those constellations uh, as, as zodiac. There, there are 12 signs of the zodiac, and within each sign of the zodiac, there are individual constellations. Now, people use this today to try to foretell their future and, and try, to, you know, try to see what's coming ahead. Well, this zodiac, and I hate to even use that terminology, but I don't know any other terminology to use. The zodiac was originally uh, put into heavens by God himself to reveal his glory, to reveal the story, the entire gospel story from what happened in the garden to, you know, Jesus uh, 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 coming and, uh, and, and the battle that ensued and how, the, how Satan is totally defeated and how Jesus was raised from the dead and, and the church age and then ultimately the second coming of Jesus and the establishing of his kingdom here on planet earth. But you never heard that because if you're like me, uh, you know, I didn't know many people that understood these concepts. Uh, you know, when I was studying theology, I had a great teacher and he said, and he talked a little bit about this, but he didn't know a lot about it. There are actually some very good books. And, you know, a guy by the name of E.W. Bullinger, which is one of the, I'll tell you, he is one of the greatest theologians that has lived in, in centuries. Uh, he actually has a book on this that you can read if you want to get, if you want to get more information on it. But, but uh, uh, the Zodiac was not used to foretell the future as far as people's individual future. It was only designed to declare the future as far as what God was going to do in the earth, how he was going to do it, and the sequence wherein those things would happen. Now, the, the whole, this whole concept of the 12 signs of the zodiac and actually their, their original names and the meanings of their original names were known to the entire ancient world. As a matter of fact, when you start looking at Chaldean, Chinese, Egyptian, uh, Samaria, all of these, all of these ancient uh, uh, kingdoms uh, knew about the zodiac and uh, really understood what the zodiac actually was, was meant to reveal. Um, Josephus talks about this, and Josephus, who is a Jewish historian, he presents this concept that after uh, Adam was driven out of the garden, that Adam and Seth, his son, uh, and, uh, and ultimately Enoch, they, uh, God revealed to them about these uh, signs that were written in the heavens by the stars, by what we call the zodiac, and actually revealed the meaning of each of them. And when you go back and look at the meaning, and you know, actually uh, they are mentioned in the book of Genesis. There, this these ancient what we call zodiac signs are mentioned in the book of Job. Uh, and so, so for twenty five hundred years after Adam left the garden. Every human being alive, when they looked up into the heavens, I got to remember, this is a time when people lived to be hundreds of years old. So, so they learned about the stars. They studied science as God had revealed it to them. And, uh, the, you know, they recognized these things because they had time to learn these things. You know, when you, when you live to be a couple hundred years old or 600 years old, 
and you don't have television, then you, you actually learn things. You, 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 you study what God has shown you in nature, and, and you, you, you understand what's happening. So, so, uh, so Adam and Seth and Enoch, they studied and taught these things. And so for, for 2,500 years, until the law was given, this was the primary way that every human being on the face of the earth had a witness, had a testimony of the coming of the Messiah who would deliver us from sin and who would establish his kingdom here on earth. You know, almost everybody knows about the Tower of Babel. And the Tower of Babel actually had a disc, as far as we know, on the top of it that had the signs of the zodiac there. And so the concept of the Tower of the ba uh, Babel in Genesis 11:4, 4 uh, it wasn't about how tall the tower would be of actually trying to reach up into the physical heavens. Because uh, as far as we know, the, t the Tower of Babel was, was built in a valley. It could have been built on hills. This was not about this. The, the signs of the Zodiac being on the Tower of Babel, and this was a Luciferian kingdom that was, that was established for the purpose uh, of resisting God. And, and so they put this disc uh, on the top with the signs of Zodiac because they wanted all nations, if there was ever a flood again to destroy, to destroy people, they wanted all nations to know this story that God had written in the stars. But since they were wicked, I don't think that their purpose was that they wanted to know these things for godly purposes, but they wanted to know these things so that they could ultimately resist the Messiah coming to planet Earth. Now, one of the things that uh, that we understand from from the Word of God and from and from Hebrew history is that Abraham's father was a general in Nimrod's army. Now, Nimrod was the first was one of the first false Christs. Nimrod was was a was a Nephilim, as far as we know, which means he had information that was passed on to him from fallen angels about you know all of the glory of God and the supernatural things of God. But it was used to turn men against God. So the truth that that people like Nimrod and other Nephilim knew, the truth that they knew they used to present themselves as gods because making it look like they had these powers and they had these insights. And so the truth was used to turn people away from God. Well, that happens today more than you can ever know. But I, I, can't, I can't go too far into that. So, <clears throat> so all of the kings in the ancient world, they had stargazers. They had people that watched the stars continually. And they were watching the stars to see when there would be a sign of a coming deliverer. And they weren't doing this because they wanted to glorify God. They weren't doing this because they were going to surrender to the Lordship of the coming Messiah. No, they were doing this because they planned to kill the deliverer that God was going to send into planet Earth so that they would have control of planet Earth and all of its resources and they could live in all the lust of their flesh. And, and they felt like this would deliver them from any accountability of ever standing before God, ever being judged for the life that they live. Now, 
the, the stargazers and astrologers and astronomers uh, under uh, Nimrod, they saw what they understood to be a sign in the stars of a deliverer coming. Well, it wasn't the Messiah, but it was Abraham. And, was, and Abraham, of course, was related to the Messiah. So ancient Hebrew history tells us that, that Abraham's father, and by the way, Abraham's father and mother, they were very old before they had children. So this was kind of a desperate thing that they finally had children. Well, his father was the military general that was put in charge of going out and killing all of the babies under a certain age in an attempt to destroy any deliverer that would undermine Nimrod's power and Nimrod's kingdom. So they hid Abraham in a cave so that Nimrod could not find him. I'm not going to go into the whole story that Jewish history tells us. But the point is, this, this was the practice of the ancient kings, and this is one of the reasons that they always had astrologers, astronomers, stargazers, or whatever, whatever they might happen to call them. Now, an interesting thing happened, as you know, uh, whenever, whenever, whenever Jerusalem fell to Babylon, uh, the, uh, Daniel and other children of Israel, they were taken into captivity uh, uh, into the nation of Babylon. And so, uh, you know, we know that Daniel and these other, uh, these other children, that uh, they, they really were, were very wise. They understood, actually says in Daniel 117, it says these four young men, God gave them knowledge and skill and literature and wisdom, and Daniel had understanding in all visions and dreams. Now, so, so as you know, Daniel goes there. He keeps a good attitude. He doesn't, you know, he's not negative and, and fighting against them all the time. He's there. And actually, and God told, God told the children of Israel that we're going to go into captivity. They just needed to surrender. It was going to happen. And so many people didn't. They rose up and started prophesying about how they were going to trust God. Something great was going to happen. And they were all going to get delivered and all this. But anyhow, their prophecies didn't come to pass. They weren't prophesying from God. They were just prophesying out of their hearts about what they thought they could manipulate God into happening. So anyhow, as history goes, uh, because Daniel rose in such prominence, Daniel began to teach the Chaldeans, uh, the astronomers, the stargazers, whatever name that they had in that, in, in that country. He began to teach them, and they already had knowledge of, 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 the, uh, of the 12 signs of the zodiac, the constellations, and uh, you know, even ancient documents from Egypt, from Chaldea, from Samaria, all talk about uh, what these signs of the zodiac represented. Now, as time went by and false religions came along, they started changing their their interpretation or 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 started changing and modifying these signs and giving and giving them significance as if it related to the false gods that they worship. But for 2,500 years, the entire world knew this was talking about the Creator and and the Messiah that would come as a result of the Creator. So when Daniel was there in captivity, he taught them about what God had written in the stars. Now, one of the things that Daniel knew, and one of the things that historically we know he taught them, was what constellation that they needed to watch, and that a, a new star would appear in that constellation, and when that new star appeared in that constellation, they would know that the Messiah 
uh, had come. And another really interesting thing was when, when that new star appeared, where it appeared in the constellation would, would give them understanding about where, what, you know, what part of the world they needed to go through, go to, to find the Messiah. So uh, when, when these Babylonian stargazers, astrologers, or whatever you, know, you would call them, uh, Chaldeans, when they saw this sign, that first of all, it, sh it appeared just where Daniel had told them it would. Uh, where it appeared in this constellation indicated to them what direction they needed to travel. So there was not a star that came down low enough for them to follow this star, you know, across half of the known world and end up in Beth excuse me, in Bethlehem. But they understood what direction that they needed to go in order to follow the star. So, so they, they reach Bethlehem, and in Bethlehem there was a well that was dug by one of, the, uh, 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 you know, one of the patriarchs of the nation of Israel. And this is one of those places where little things mean so much. There was a particular place where a well was dug and dedicated to God. And then you look down the road 4,000 years, and, and suddenly that well has incredible significance. That's one of the things that always proved to me that the Bible was true. The detail with which uh, prophecies were fulfilled, the detail uh, of things that were foretold, and the detail of things like this that God would put into action that 1,000, 2,000, 4,000, 5,000, 6,000 years later would have incredible significance, even though the people at the time didn't understand it. So they reached Bethlehem at night, and they were going to camp there in, in Bethlehem, and they went to this well to draw water, and when they looked down in the well, the star that they had been following because of in this constellation, it was actually reflecting in the well, so they realized it was directly above, where, in a position where, where it was directly above and would appear in the water down in this well. And they took that to understand they were at the place where the Messiah would be born. Now remember, Herod had uh, astrologers and astronomers watching the stars too. Herod who, you know, should have, as a, as a Jewish believer, welcomed the Messiah. Now, religion not only rejects what God is doing, but re religion always seeks to destroy what God is doing because if we follow what God is doing, the people who have power through politics and through religion, they will lose their power if ever people come to have complete confidence in God and complete confidence in God's word, then the religious and the political leaders lose their ability to totally control our lives and to totally destroy our faith. And so Herod's uh, stargazers understood that this star appeared because this was something that was passed down and, and Jewish tradition. Now keep in mind, this goes back to the more plainly God reveals anything to mankind, the more strategically wicked human beings can align together to try to destroy 
what God has given us. That's why many things are not understood. I had a great conversation with a friend today, and we were talking about end-time prophecy. I said, you know what? You remember in the book of Daniel, there were some things that Daniel prophesied, and he said, this will be closed up. This will be sealed up until the time of the end. And there's a lot of prophecies that you can't understand until they start happening, and suddenly you realize this is what this prophecy is talking about. So, you know, Herod planned uh, uh, to kill the Messiah, and he had all of these babies destroyed. And man, if you don't think politicians and religious leaders are wicked enough to do this, how do you explain, you know, millions of babies being aborted, and now they're going to what they call uh, what they're calling uh, uh, after what is it after term uh, abortion, where after they're born you decide you don't want them, you don't like the way they look or something, so you just you either let them die or kill them, harvest their organs and sell them and all that kind of stuff. But the point is this, God is always working a plan to lead you as directly as he possibly can to a great outcome that you want in life. He wants you to have the very, very best. He wants you to have insight into what he's doing. And, and we, are, we are living in a day where you're going to see more and more and more things that are in the Bible. And by the way, you know, Jesus' first coming, there were over a hundred prophecies of Jesus' first coming that were very specifically fulfilled. We can trust these prophecies. I'm not saying we can trust that we can trust everybody's interpretation of these prophecies, but we can trust the prophecies. And I'll tell you this, if our hearts open to God, when it's time that we need to understand these prophecies, when it's time that we need to understand the significance of these prophecies, we will understand the significance. And just like God delivered Abraham from wicked Nimrod, who was going to kill everybody that you know Abraham and that that God wanted to use. Stop and think about it. There was Abraham stood alone in a wicked world full of idolaters, and he was able to change the course of the entire world. Just one man following God. I'm gonna tell you something. More and more of us are gonna realize one day that God is leading us to do something, and we may not see the significance of it. We may not see that it has any greatness. But if all of us just follow what God is trying to lead us to do in helping people and spreading the gospel and touching the world, I got news for you. We will have a tsunami of of synergistic effort that changes the entire world man just you you may one day discover that there's a star of bethlehem for you that god is leading you somewhere other people may not understand it as long as it's in the bible it can't be something crazy that's you know that's, that's not consistent with the bible but god is leading you somewhere god is leading you on a journey that's going to have incredible significance in the lives of other people and i, I, I hope you do it listen i want to just tell you this all of my resources that I have on our website, drjimrichards.com or impactministries.com, all of these resources are there to equip you to be an overcomer, to overcome anything that happens in the world and be able to walk with God like Abraham did, like Jesus did, like Enoch did, like all the prophets did. No matter what's going on and you rise above those circumstances. And so on my website, I have hundreds of of free videos and series that will help you deal with anything that you will probably ever face as a believer. And then for people who want to go very deeply and be more disciple-oriented, and I th then I have series, all kinds of series that you can that you can download. And the great thing is, all this, all the month of December, we always have an incredible special available on 
all of those series because I want to put tools in your hand. I want to make it possible for you to put tools in the hands of people you love and help them establish their life. Listen, be sure to like this, share this, send this to other people that you think it will influence their life, that it will encourage them and help them have confidence to trust God and follow God. And you know what? Be back with me next week. I got an incredibly good Christmas message for you next week that I think is going to be life changing. It's going to be something that changes your world, uh, makes you trust God, and just moves you in a godly, healthy direction. Thanks for listening to the weekly Impact Ministries World Changers podcast with Dr. Jim Richards. If you like what you've just heard, we encourage you to share our web address, www.impactministries.com, with friends and colleagues. Be sure to check out the resources section of our website for previous podcasts and our videos. Join us next week for another great message by Dr. Jim Richards.